0: Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane Athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token.
1: I'm Matt Rectian.
0: And I'm Pat Fox. And we're all still recovering from yet another disappointing week in the world of Tulsa football as we blew a 17-7 lead to lose 24-17 against Tulane at home uh, just yesterday as of recording. So we'll do a bit of recap on that, not too much. Uh, Then we'll get into our segments, cover some more basketball preview as we get closer to our first game, that exhibition game against Northeastern State on Friday, and we'll end the episode with a quick preview of our upcoming homecoming game versus UConn on Saturday night. So let's jump in. Stay golden. Hurricane. All right, guys, so, we lost against Tulane, 24 to 17. Like I mentioned, we had that 17 to 7 lead in the third quarter. It was it was a bummer, um, but Boomer uh, improved. He was 12 for 26. Double great. digit completions. <laughs> Double digit completions, very nice. 180 yards and a touchdown. Not too bad on his part. But what is what do you guys think is the biggest thing that caused this loss? Um, just thoughts on the game.
1: ill ill-toned penalties and bad time of
0: possession that one drive by
2: Tulane in the second quarter seemed to be the turning point in my mind I'm like oh that's what happens when TU loses because <laughs> interception bounced off Collins hands and then the Tulane right. player caught it and then they kicked a field goal and on the field goal we roughed the kicker and they scored it they got the first down and scored oh my a gosh. touchdown yeah. so right then I thought mm, that's not looking too good for TU even though they then did get like a 17-7 to lead after that but still at that point I was like oh that's kind of a that's a bad thing that happened. That's not good. And also, deciding for the first time this year to go under center on a fourth and one right. and a long one, it wasn't like fourth and inches. And, like, Boomer, when was the last time he went under center? I don't know what he played in high school, but I'm assuming he did a spread offense. Most high schools do. So, yeah, I'd, I mean, why did United not give the ball to Corey Taylor in that situation? Like, like we said, when
0: he's not running with a busted ankle,
2: he gets a yard every time.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a weird call there, and that, gosh, the roughing the kicker on that field goal thing, that was a killer. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh,
2: all that... That was actually a good call by the ref, though, because it, 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 I think Montgomery thought, like, yeah, we did tip it, because I think Collins got his hand on it, but the guy, like, ran into his leg, yeah, he didn't come close to touching the ball. I mean,
0: I, I couldn't tell who that was on the field. It was, it was number, number 16, 16 right? yeah. yeah number 16, I don't know his name, but... Gosh, he did something else um, later in the game, too, that was the same guy. And I can't remember what it was, but it was another kind of bonehead play. No
1: special teams, yeah. It was on one of the kick returns, I think.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Just It was ugly. Um, Hobbs kind of, he got way more targets this game, but he still had a bunch of drops, and I was, you know, bummed about that because yeah, I'm always was pulling for way, Hobbs. I more but. than
1: bummed at that. Some of those hit them square, like, in oh, the I know. hands, and he yeah. dropped it, and it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing?
2: I know. Like, it's like... <laughs> that's he kind of seems like he's checked out
1: yeah it's it's weird because he was so good last year and you think like even better this year and it's such such no, it's yeah
0: yeah so maybe we'll with this redshirt rule we'll start putting in these freshman receivers for these last four games because why not right um see what they'll do, maybe pull Hobbs out for a little bit and get some of these young I, guys yeah, in I think, there.
2: I think we've honestly, we've talked a lot about like bad play of quarterback in line. I think we've given the receivers kind of a break yeah. undeservedly.
0: Well, it's because of the, we've been doing that because of the quarterback.
2: Play. Yeah. I think the only one that's had like a above average season is Keelan Stokes. Yeah. Like even Keenan Johnson's been all right, but he's had like those same kind of things as Hobbs, bad well, drops. Johnson's,
0: he's just He's just kind of been there. He hasn't done
2: anything great. Yeah. He hasn't done anything bad. I feel like Johnson Too has, bad. like, potential to be number one receiver. Like, yeah. next year, you'd expect Johnson to be the number one. Right. Just because he's got more of a consistent game than Stokes. Stokes, for sure, has big play. But over the middle, like, the short 10-yard, 20-yard catches, you want to see Johnson. Um, but he hasn't, like, yeah. Besides Hobbs, he's been the most disappointing receiver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Like, I know that our... freshman receiver receivers we have are like Sam Crawford we've got that Marquez Perez and then oh his name rhymes Juan Carlos Juan Carlos Santana which is like the greatest greatest receiver name (laughs) um so I don't know how big those guys are I don't think any of them are nearly as big or as bulky as Hobbs which is gonna I mean having him on the outside just as like a physically imposing guy that somebody has to cover um because usually he takes up the first string corner spot so It'll be interesting to see who fills that gap. I don't know if we really have somebody. Remember the first play of the year when Hobbs had that long touchdown pass oh my and just completely owned yeah. that UCA defensive back? Yeah, I was like, man, this, this is a great sign for the season. But that was pretty much it. It was the
2: false prophet.
0: Yeah. Is that his only touchdown of the year?
2: I believe so, yes.
0: Yeah, so first drive of the first game, and then he's <laughs> he's done. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. I hope he comes back. Another thing I noticed out of that game that we've that's happened multiple games now, but the run game, uh, our run defense at least got got hammered pretty hard it seemed like to me um i don't know if stats 312 yards yeah okay that's what it that's what it seemed like from the stands so just uh it it hurts too many too many
1: big runs too many non-big but medium say medium runs just getting gashed all over and And then that touchdown run in the fourth quarter right was a quarterback uh, that can like
2: i I guess they kind of tricked the camera so maybe good but oh my god the whole defense bit on the run on the running back. On McMillan's touchdown in oh, yeah, the, end of the game. Know, right. I don't know if you guys could tell yeah. in the stands. Like, could you see that McMillan kept the ball? Was it a really good fake? I didn't know who had it. Okay. So, it was a good fake in their defense. But, man, the entire defense <sighs> yeah. bit on that.
0: Yeah, and it's a bummer because I remember last week I was saying that that Banks guy, Jonathan Banks, had been their starter all season. And they've had this LSU transfer on the sideline yeah. the whole season. They, for whatever reason, weren't starting him. And, of course, now they play us and then they start that dude. Um, so we had to play against Mr. LSU, and he yeah, I mean, beat us. Well, he didn't even have that
1: because they know we're. I mean, we're one of the bottom like twenty run defenses yeah.
2: in the country. Like yeah. he had like a TU quarterback performance in the passing wise. <laughs> he went ten for nineteen for ninety two yards. Um, so yeah.
0: that's not bad. That's I mean, not, good. It's not good. That's not know, good.
2: Ninety two you know, yards and less bad. than. Yeah, or I guess it's a little bit over Percentage fifty. Wise,
0: not bad though. Yeah. They've no. been more of a I think team we're just anyways. we're
2: no we're just being fooled by having two quarterbacks <laughs> and we've had like how many weeks like four straight weeks of below 50%. That's true. 50% completion is not good. I know. Like 65% is good. <laughs> this guy did not have a good passing game. Yeah. Fair. Anything else you want to touch on?
1: I just so I feel the big issue to me is that their defense was putting pressure on our line and getting through. They had six tackles for loss, including that one like in the first that killed the drive killer uh, right before Nate missed the field goal is when Boomer just got smoked on the left side, just like untouched. Oh yeah, yeah, and stuff <laughs> like that. it's killing us. So right. I mean we are getting none of that push up front.
2: That dank dank push no,
1: yeah, nothing's happened. We had one tackle for loss the entire game compared to their six. We're just not getting anything. And so I guess it seems like we're sacrificing a lot to make a really strong pass defense, but we're getting burned real hard up front because of it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I wish we used Diamond Cannon in a little more creative ways. Like, they sometimes bring him off the edge, but if we, like, blitzed him through one of the, like, at a guard or at center, one of those gaps. I think that would help our run defense because, I mean, they're cl- clearly killing us inside. Right. And if our linebackers could fill those gaps better because, I mean, it's a lot to ask for, but they have to with a three-man line. That's what's hurting us, you know.
0: Yeah, and they're athletic enough to be there. Um, so I wonder they're if... A little,
2: they're a little smaller. Zayven, besides even Collins, yeah. Edmondson and Cannon are both a little undersized.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's just, like, Cannon is, I mean... The first like three weeks of the year, he was everywhere all the time and we haven't really talked about him a whole lot in the last several weeks. He's I'm been sure solid but not spectacular. Yeah, I'd say.
1: Yeah, and I mean you've also had guys like Edmundston like step up. And I think yeah, I think I think, I think the emergence
2: great, of Collins sure. has really been the why yeah. we don't talk about Cannon. Yeah, who was
0: at the who
2: was there before Collins was starting? Revis, twenty four. Re- oh. Revels or Reeves? Yeah, Rebels, 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 Robert Rebels. I never yeah. got his name right. Sorry, Robert Rebels. <laughs> um Yeah, but I think they started using Collins more in that blitzer role that they had Cannon at. Yeah. And I do actually kind of like um, Cannon more as the blitzer because he's faster, so he kind of gets more of an edge rush. Yeah. Right. Um, Collins is for sure stronger and bigger, but I think Collins is better against the run and at filling holes, and he's pretty good in coverage. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's about it. I mean, really, it's pick your poison. It. When you have to say that Diamond Cannon's your worst linebacker. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because, I mean, the discrepancy that is there, like, if you look at our yards per game for our pass versus our rush defense, we are, like, 18th in the country yeah. and passing yards a lot, <laughs> and we're 110th in rushing yards. Yeah, so you wonder how much well, that p- would
0: drop off if we switched it back to a 4 3 instead yeah. of the 3 4.
2: I don't know. I think, well, part of the reason we're so good at passing is because people just don't pass against us. Like, they ran the ball 55 yeah. times and, like, <laughs> threw it 19. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like when you don't have to pass. Why would you?
0: Yeah. So if we switch that up, like, would we be at like around number fifty well, in the country for both, or would it be w- would things just follow? You fine?
2: think we might do that since Bryson Powers like shattered his arm or whatever?
0: Yeah, I don't know what actually happened. I saw him walking off the field.
2: Hopefully he's yeah, okay. The way he's holding it, it looks like yeah. it's probably broken. Right. I mean, so he's like, good. I mean, he's like our third safety we've used. Yeah,
1: and we're. I feel like we're yeah. lo- we're losing corners because. Caleb, yeah. Concussion. We yeah. Don't know where Allie Green is. He wasn't. Malik Wells just got game.
2: benched two two plays in. Yeah. James played all right. Yeah. He
0: he did fine. Just, no, like they like we said they weren't. Did really you see? I didn't him. even
2: see Reggie Robinson play. So I don't know if no, he's no, hurt. He
0: was, on, he was on the sideline dressed up.
2: Okay. So. His helmet was off most of the game though. Yeah, so Keanu so Hill's our number one right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, like he's real good, but it is yeah. weird. I have no idea where Green is. I didn't even see him on the sideline. <laughs>
2: I mean, maybe uh, yeah. I'd say try the four three again. Just I think that would help against the run. Put like um, put those big guys in the middle. Stevenson and oh, man, Got 50-
0: Colin Wick Jackson Player.
2: Jackson Player would be good. Fifty four. He's really good. Man, off the top of my head. Oh,
0: uh, Blankenship. Do you no, he
2: that's ninety three. Oh, Blankenship's decent too. Shamar Robinson, yeah, Shamar yeah, Robinson. Right. So I think Robinson Stevenson or I I do like Player too. I mean, you got to rotate. They're big boys. Yeah. Rotate them in. Get Blankenship in there. Try out. I mean, get Miles Mouton at at, at one D end. Obviously, Gibson at the other. Yeah, he's always got to be there. Gibson's our best D lineman, probably. You
1: think he still breaks the sack record?
2: If Gibson breaks the sack record, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because he has like one and a half right now. Yeah. Um some
1: great... I
2: mean... What I want to see is I want to see yeah, more speed rush on the inside, side, not Miles Mouton, but I like Colin Wick. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit of Lamp. Maybe. Devin Lamp has one sack on the air. He's more of a speed guy. He wouldn't really help with run defense because he's kind of tiny for a end. but who knows? Yeah. But yeah, get Colin Wick, get get Colin Wick and Devin Lamp some plays with a four three so they can actually get some sacks.
0: So what kind of offensive changes do you want to see? More Corey Taylor. Year? More Corey Taylor. Yeah, I agree, man. He's been a five stud. carries
2: only. Yeah, why? I, like I don't know. I it. It's not like Shamari Brooks is bad, but like let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. He had Shamari Brooks had eighteen carries. Compared to the five.
0: Yeah, and his, he didn't have a great game in general, Brooks, yeah. this time. Yeah,
2: Taylor, Taylor averaged 6.6
0: 6 yards per carry. Yeah. Brooks, 3.2. Right. So, I don't know why we don't. They're a great one-two punch. we got to even yeah. that out a little bit.
1: So, are you asking, like, what, what I want to see on offense, like, that you can just, like, switch something up, or, like, improvements that I want to see? Because there's a lot of those. Uh, more, know, yeah,
0: like... more of something we would switch up. A realistic
2: switch that will lead to improvements? like Sure. I wish we could pass for 300 yards
0: a game. Well,
1: that's not even that. Like, I wish <laughs> yeah. we could stop people from sacking our quarterback or hitting our uh, running backs in the backfield.
0: Yeah, you wonder if, because uh, we're going to lose so many offensive linemen after this year, you wonder if we're going to start rotating other linemen in there. I don't even know who else we have. We it's, have well, It's, it's, not, it's, it's not
2: our experience, guys, that are the problem. Yeah. Maybe maybe right. Yeah, it's cause like our <laughs> yeah. our like Bowling and Miller are clearly our two best. Yeah, for sure. Ivy
1: had another rough game. Yeah, yeah Ivy I- and sack. and who's
0: who and takes his place? Yeah. Oh, that was him too. Yeah.
2: Is Ivy yeah. a true freshman, or redshirt?
0: I have no idea. He's, he he is. he's
2: young, so hopefully he improves. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, that we'll see what our lines like next year. I kind of like Tiller Bucktrot. That's the only young guy I kind of like. Maybe that's because he's crazy looking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Something I guess I want to see just because I'm just so mad about it is that anytime a wide receiver does not catch the ball, like, bench them for a play. Or, like, just, like, something's got to change where I feel like, oh, he dropped the ball. All right, just throw it back to him. Okay, so (laughs) we just watched
2: some replay of the game, me and Matt did, and one of them, I will say, was not a drop. What is targeting now? Because Keenan Johnson got drilled with a helmet to his helmet, and they didn't even, like, do anything about it. I didn't realize. yeah. It was on a yeah, third down.
1: I mean, like, why why would they call penalties against like Tulane if we're playing Tulane? That makes no sense.
2: Man, the, the rest are not to get to you. It's just weird that they. It was just. It was. It seemed. It's you could you holding. could hear it. You could hear it on on the broadcast. Yeah. Oh, also, should we talk about um, just the Darren Bennett show? <laughs> the, you guys went to the game, but if anybody watched a the broadcast, they know most of the broadcast was dedicated to Darren Bennett. They had a whole segment about so him punting. Thomas Bennett's dad. Thomas Bennett's dad, yeah. Um, Fun fact, he played in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> for the Chargers. Apparently he invented the, uh, what was it, like the drop punt. They're talking about that, like the punt, like when you kick from your 40 and you want to get it like in the five. Oh, yeah. Darren Bennett, first guy I ever do that. No way. He was one of the first Australian punters, apparently. And like the last like four, the last four Ray Guy Award winners were Australian punters. <laughs> then there's also when Thomas Bennett had his bad punt, they just, like when the commercial came back. It was this Thomas Bennett on the sideline looking straight ahead, then Darren Bennett behind him, like talking, but Thomas Bennett would to look at him, so that was pretty awkward to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of Darren Bennett. So yeah, I'll get I'll get to that when we do the bingo segment. That was interesting. Just so much Darren Bennett. Yeah, and he's weird. like a, he's a volunteer assistant coach. Right. Do you think we're like, hey, you want Thomas Bennett to come here? I'm a volunteer assistant coach. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that's probably what happened. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, We should bring uh, Dane Evans on as a volunteer quarterbacks coach. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. That'd be cool. Can we just give him a volunteer quarterback? Quarterback? (laughs) 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 Yes, please. That'd be great. Come back. Uh, All right, let's do players of the game.
1: I assume offense is probably going to be pretty similar. Um, Yeah. Mine was Keelan Stokes. Scored his first two career touchdowns. One on the pass and one on that jet sweep, which... As was pointed out on Twitter, Jet Sweep works <laughs> yeah. a lot better when it's on the one as opposed to on year one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw that. It was
0: funny. Was that Tulsa Hop saying yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was great. And then that just a nice deep pass for the touchdown. I mean, he should have had that one against Texas. I'm still right. better about that. But, yeah, he definitely was the, I guess, shining light on our offense um, as much as, like, Colneff was, like, going off and I'm always you a know, big fan of Cole Neff. Yep. but Keelan Stokes definitely earned it this week
0: yeah I gave it to Stokes too I couldn't really think of anybody who deserved it besides him so he, he had it no contest so Stokes player of the game this is the first time
2: in a while where an offensive player of the game clearly deserved it <laughs> and we weren't just like scrapping you yeah, know, just, I like, know. just reaching for a reason <laughs> Keelan Stokes had a really good game so you gave it to him too yeah
0: cool so, for my defensive player of the game, I did Cooper Edmiston. Um, I think that's the second or third time I've given it to him. But he had a great game, as usual. Been the leader on the defense along with mckinley Woodfield. Hashtag Mr. Primetime. Mr. Primetime. We never time play
2: course. in primetime. We play at 6 o'clock on a Saturday any on game, ESPNU.
1: Any game that's nationally broadcast is primetime. Doesn't 6 o'clock? 6 was?
0: o'clock counts as primetime, right? On ESPNU?
2: Yeah, but primetime.
1: time. Yeah, the premier ESPN channel for universities. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's what yeah. we use for <laughs>
2: I it's fair fair for me I like it. Play on Wednesdays most of the time.
1: <laughs> Thursday, no Thursday night is definitely prime time. Friday night maybe not, but who yeah, played who is.
2: played who played Thursday this week um, on our time slot like that we usually do? Wasn't
1: it Baylor and West Virginia or no it was Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech? Yeah. What was
2: it, Matt? You've Georgia. said like eighteen teams. <laughs>
1: Georgia Georgia Tech Virginia Tech Georgia Tech blew them out.
2: We'll check that. Took Matt a while to get there, so I think it really proved my point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got there. And I'm also pretty sure... When did Baylor play?
2: Oh, Baylor got mentioned for no reason. Uh, fill out that bingo square.
1: That wasn't even on the bingo card this week, was it?
2: Oh, no. Did I take that off? Yeah, I did. Damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Baylor played yeah. West Virginia and lost on Thursday, too. So I, got, I think I got both games.
2: You had to Google it.
1: Well, yeah, to verify, but I did say that before I Googled
0: it. <laughs> uh, That's true. I think he got you on that one. I don't think he did. It's not prime time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways... Primetime Cooper Edmondson was my defensive player of the game. Had the 12 tackles, three on his own, and had the fumble recovery, which I still didn't really see how that happened or how it got stripped out of there or whatever. Team. But
2: Neither did the guys doing the guy, stats because they, they, they don't know who forced it. it yeah, a team. forced
0: by team. So Best Cooper team. was in the right place at the right time, as he has been for many of his turnovers this year, uh, but he's there for a reason. He's a good playmaker. So he was my defensive player of the game.
2: I will also give it to Edmondson, but you said enough about him. One guy who had a big game for the first time, Bryson Powers. Wait,
0: why are you not like...
1: What? You said you gave it to Edniston, and now you're stealing my player in game. Well, that's what you get for going <laughs>
2: last, you stupid nerd. <laughs> yeah, he had a big pass defense in the first in the first half, and he was all over the field making tackles. Good job, Bryson Powers. I think there's anything... Next segment? Yeah, we're done here, basically. <laughs> okay.
1: And he wasn't here. Okay. Well, mine was going to be Bryson Powers. Um, yeah, he had four tackles, solo tackles, 12 total tackles, that broken up pass I'm pretty much repeating what Pat said (laughs) Um, hopefully he's not hopefully his arm isn't like destroyed because I'm pretty sure he just took a helmet straight to the like left arm right right arm I think it was the right arm and he just came straight out sitting on the bench didn't really see what happened to him after that but I know the trainers were talking to him so hopefully it's not like a shattered arm or
0: anything yeah yeah it didn't look good so we'll see Special teams. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. <laughs> Jerry and Anderson. Great punt return. Best of year by far. Did not fair catch within the 10 yard line. Great so, game for him. Yeah, great game for him. Sad he couldn't get the touchdown on that. He, great he, game on
1: special teams.
2: On special teams, yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, no, he had an awesome return. Token. I also had him. So, Matt, I hope you also don't because that would be a three for three. But Jerry and Anderson, yeah. Finally, we had a good punt return that wasn't called back. So, nice job
1: like no one else to pick on special teams yeah. our special teams did not have a great I'm game
2: sorry John Parker Romo two for two from extra point <laughs> you just want to you just want to call out Bambi like that
1: yeah I will say he didn't wear like two different colored socks or shoes this week
0: wait he didn't kick two extra points he did yes he did Romo
1: yeah Walker didn't kick those really yeah,
0: it
2: was yeah. Do why you, did you not see the guy prance like a deer after extra points <laughs>
0: I must have missed
1: it we were Pat and I were thinking that it's probably just because he's going to be the kicker next year since yeah. Walker graduates right. or, or next
2: game <laughs> Could be. I,
1: Walker still hit.
2: A, he hit the second field goal. No, he first field goal, yeah.
1: missed the second one. Um, to be fair, they knocked it out of his range by getting that sack. And so
2: you got, you guys
0: see that? Cannon Montgomery got on the field for an offense. Yeah, snap? I was like, what the heck is oh, going on? Oh, then they called. They called a timeout. Yeah. yeah. So hey, he's still out there. <laughs> but we also right after he was out there, like two plays later, we had another guy yeah, that I've never later, seen out there. It. Okay, some other play recently after, or pretty soon Remember after that. that. Are you talking? about um, Crawford? Was yeah, there? it was like he's either Crawford or one of the freshmen that for the when, first time.
1: Yeah, it was, So that was when Keenan Johnson looked like he was about to get in a fight with like. One oh, because we pulled him out. So yeah, they, like, pulled him out so he could like cool off. And
0: yeah. Crew. Crawford. And then, and then we. I think we're gonna start we're seeing running. the younger guys like in these next four games. I, think we I have hope so
1: because I mean, if you read like reading just the post game quotes, a lot of the questions were like what are you guys playing for since bowls like we can't make a bowl game anymore yeah and it was like well playing for pride and like the name on the jersey and stuff like that which you know good good to hear that but i think a lot of what we're playing for now is like what do we got yep because this year at this point it's like next year
0: yeah totally need a year cool well that's kind of exciting i always like seeing the new faces and everything so that'll be fun for homecoming they'll get their first starts maybe not starts but First real playing time for homecoming game, which is always cool.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess Anderson was my special teams player of the week. I don't know if I actually said that.
0: Oh, I figured you did. I don't know. <laughs> but, all right. So that's all those. So let's do uh, let's do your stat of the week, Matt.
1: Matt's depressing stat of the week. All right. So this is less uh, depressing stat, but depressing fact of the week. All right, so we talked about it. Tulsa's rush defense not good. In fact, we're 110th <laughs> in the country. Bad. We played two teams that have worse rush defense than we do. Those teams are
0: Houston. Arkansas... No.
1: No. Dang. Arkansas State and South Florida.
0: Really, at South at... Florida? I'm surprised. Oh,
1: no. Here, let me... where we... at 120, Arkansas State 121, South Florida. And we were what? 110. 110. 110. 110. Yeah. Dang. And so we give up 212 yards per game. They give up. 227 and 29, respectively. Here's the depressing part. In the two games we played against them, they outrushed us. So ah. we, we have the we have <laughs> the better defense, but they they beat us. Yeah, not us. against them. Yeah, those two. So, Ouch. Sucks that the two teams were better than in rush defense still outgamed us. <laughs>
0: yeah, In those <laughs> games. So it goes this year. Nothing's going our way. Oh, well.
1: Fun fact, hopefully we break it, though. UConn is on, is second to last in the country at Rush defense. I think
0: they're like second to last in the country at most things or last. So
1: <laughs> Okay, I just I just looked at it. They go up three hundred and twenty six yards per game on the ground. Uh so that could be really fun. Yeah. Uh looking forward to that.
0: We haven't had a big like a big long touchdown run, have <laughs> we, this year?
2: Uh D.R. Uh, King had like a sixty one yard. No, no. Us. Oh us. Uh, <laughs> like Shamar, <laughs> nope. It wasn't a touchdown. Yeah. No. I
0: don't think right. we've
1: one this is bizarre they also give up 326 yards in the air like literally the same, same number? number oh my yeah. gosh they give up they give up like their 600 yards <laughs> per game They're second worst in both passing yards allowed and rushing dude yards. i'm
0: telling you there i've seen just i started looking at UConn twitter stuff this week just to look at what they're doing um since we play them and a lot of mentions of theirs are like fans telling them to drop the football program like it's hurting the basketball team, it's bad it's like embarrassing for the university, it's hurting recruiting. Well at least we basketball. have that in common. So <laughs> I've heard that a lot about TU too. Not not nearly as much. No okay. embarrassing just from a financial standpoint for TU. Yeah. Alright. Yeah.
1: Please don't draw football.
0: Ah, it would that would suck so much. Uh yeah, don't do that. Maybe add baseball. Baseball would be cool. Uh so yeah. I've got a tweet of the week this week and it's many tweets, but it's all from one person. So My Tweet of the Week this week comes from Brandy Bundy. And so she is a loyal follower on Twitter, so I saw all of hers um, over the last couple days. And she tweeted several players, um, like four or five of them, maybe more, and included some good pictures of them in those tweets, trying to pick them all up individually after a tough game. So she had a bunch of tweets, um, all at different people. One was for, she had Keelan Stokes, Cooper Edmiston, Chad President, Keenan Johnson, Willie Wright, Travis Gibson, Keanu Hill, and probably more, honestly. Uh, those those were the ones I saw, and they were all they weren't all just like one joint tweet for all those people saying great job, keep it up. They were all individual tweets with pictures of those people doing like cool things in the game. Um, so I thought that was really nice. Uh, it's nice to have some positivity like that after the game. Keanu Hill replied to the one that she tweeted at him, and was saying thanks for being such a good fan and for trying to pick everybody up. And it's really nice of him to say that, and really nice of Brandy to put those together. So Brandy Bundy uh, at DBJ Bundy. You are the tweet of the week this week. Nice job.
2: And if we do who has the best like of the week? Malik Jackson's for oh. sure. <laughs> favor. Are those the best? Are they the yeah Is
1: that Like, Malik, please get off Twitter.
0: Like either get off or just just learn that be we, aware. Can, we can see the things you're liking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you excited. Oh. They're weird. <laughs> They're very, very strange. Alright, Pat, you've got the bingo update, man. I do. So,
2: this was the closest we came to bingo, I think. Nice. We were only one away. Um, and so, th- I'll start with the almost bingo, then go through the whole card. So, of course, everyone looked at the sideline, because it's well, well, TU almost. offense, yeah. Um, the broadcast did do an angle to make the stadium look full. They got, like, the, the part behind TU's bench. They did, like, a pretty close-up <laughs> angle, and every seat was filled. Nice. So, they did that. They did many shots to make it not look full. Like, <laughs> anytime they did a kickoff. Right. Um... They, met, they did not only mention Thomas Bennett's dad, Thomas Bennett's dad had to get his name mentioned most of anybody in the whole entire game. Really? Like more more than any <laughs> of the players. Yeah. More than either of the coaches. They did a whole freaking segment with that guy. Dang. Um. Sadly, Nate Walker only missed one field goal, so he missed out on bingo.
1: Ouch. Yeah,
0: because missing two gets you the slot, right? Yep. I, Dang. I don't
1: know if I like saying sadly
0: he only missed one. <laughs> Bingo's more important than winning games, Yeah, man. Matt, we're one and seven. <laughs>
2: Um, what else happened? uh They did not. Maybe you guys correct me on this, but I did not hear them say TU was the smallest school. No, we to, we not you I'm saying the fans. Oh, okay. We were there. Was I looking at you, Matt? I was we looking at the sign that says "Talk talking to fans." <laughs> I always forget
0: that sign. We should have a little cutout guy that we can just put there. As yeah. Like-
2: so Matt knows I'm not talking to him. <laughs> yeah. God, freaking rookie. Um, TU did not get a sack, but we did get sacked. uh What else happened? We completed ten passes to that sadly brooks did not jump into an o-lineman's arm
0: yeah, president
2: did not coming for the red zone um we turned the ball over qb controversy i did not hear that mentioned because it's not really one anymore tulsa scored so we didn't get the <laughs> tulsa doesn't score <laughs> edmondson did force a turnover or had was involved in a turnover yeah, i should say that counts yeah um they didn't mention chandler miller though either starting every game and Jerry Anderson did the opposite of fair catching within the ten yard line. He had a fifty-five yard return.
0: Yep, did a good job.
2: So about those, apparently Matt thinks they did. I did not see it, but um, they played "Natural" by Imagine Dragons at some I, point in the I game. I
1: guarantee you, that's like the anthem of college football right this year. So I know, especially with ESPN.
2: And right. I don't think they mentioned OU or OSU, but they did do like a long time talking about Alabama, just because they were talking about like the overall college football scene.
1: Yeah. They also do. I heard they did something with TU drilling.
2: They did, yeah. They had, like, a segment going into commercial, like, about, like, they just did, like, something with the Petroleum Engineering Program. That's it showed, cool. like, a drill. Nice. That's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. Always good to see.
2: Um, but, yeah, that's it for T- Tulsa Bingo.
0: Yeah, another thing I thought of right when you were saying that was um, how we didn't see President in the Red Zone. Like, of all times to bring him in, would have been that fourth and one. Then we could have had him and Corey Taylor. Yeah. You know, that's a nice little combo there, so I don't know. I just
1: feel like they're not going to put him in. in
0: case I don't think so either. I'm just, you know, speculating. I feel like. Pontificating.
1: It's just, it destroyed.
0: Yeah, you know, bad things happen. Yeah, guys, this is
2: seriously the best stat rectine freaking segment of all time. Get hyped! Everybody gets so pumped and hyped for it. It's gonna be so lit, Should crazy lit. Drinks? Yeah, let's go.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, not sure that it's going to live up to that amount of hype. Um, I actually asked him to please downplay it, and that's what I get. <laughs> um, so there were two things that I thought. Well, yeah, two things that I really thought kind of sealed the f- fate for our team this week. First one is I thought our defense did a really good job uh, for the most part. Um, there was a couple they scored a lot in, towards the end of the game, and I think the big thing with that is time of possession killed us this game. Time of possession for Tulane they had it for almost thirty eight minutes. We had it for twenty like just over twenty two. That's really bad, like atrociously bad <laughs> yeah. that was like yeah I, I don't really know what to say our defense is just getting is out there way too much for I mean I don't know if there's really a stat to look at it but if you could do like points per time as opposed to points per game I bet like we'd be much better at that because the amount of points that we give up is really not a whole lot compared to how much the defense is actually on the field so I think that's really what killed us. The other one, um, being I kind of mentioned it earlier, is that we only had eight penalties, only for fifty-seven yards. But if you look at those penalties like in detail, they all were incredibly like critical on like really? when, when they happened. Yeah, you have like the roughing, you know, roughing the kicker that knocks yeah. off like the four <laughs> points right there. Yep, that we would have not given up, and so would have been a much closer game. Um, the false starts, not good. Starting the game off with what should have been a you know normal I don't know, field oh. position, yeah. I, don't
2: know. I, I forgot to mention top top the bingo card. Top. They yeah. got Tulane and Tulsa mixed up on the first play of the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on the oh man. But yeah,
1: getting that just a terrible penalty to start off the game. I feel like that just kind of sets the tone. It's like, all right, we're gonna like play ourselves and lose instead of. Being efficient. So those are kind of the two things. Ill-timed penalties, bad time of possession, really sealed the, sealed our fate. Um, stay tuned this week. I will put out the five factors again, either tomorrow or Tuesday morning. Um, I'm going to guess just based on what the game was like, they're not going to be great.
0: <laughs> All right. Pat, you've got a, a new one this week. To kind of as we transition to basketball for the show, you've got your faith and hate meter. Well, I got my two meter, I got my three meters. I okay. Because you
2: know the famous shirt where we don't actually have faith in hate, we have faith and hate. Right. So I got my faith meter, I got my hate meter, then I also have my faith in hate meter. Okay, I like so it. So my faith meter right now, I prayed once for Tulsa to win, uh, that didn't come true. <laughs> so really questioning everything right now. Faith meter is low. Yeah, but then my hate meter. Last time I checked, Frank hate still Frank Hath. hate. Hate meter is at 100 <laughs> percent um then my faith and hate meter so i'll do it from like i'll say I'll, I'll say the bottom to top the lowest my faith and hate meter could be is like richard dawkins uh, the scientist guy uh, probably world's most well-known atheist then the top it could be is like cult member who saw the poison go in the kool-aid and still drank it that's like <laughs> the most faith i could have in hate yeah um right now i'm probably at like a catholic who goes to church on christmas and and easter so like technically i still have faith but you know i only go to church twice a year for christmas and easter that's about where i'm at with frank haith right now that's about as much faith i have in him
0: so like cautiously maybe cautiously optimistic that maybe your faith will grow or
2: yeah cautiously like it could increase i could start going every sunday yeah But, yeah, right now it's just Christmas and Easter. So that's about where I'm at. And hopefully, you know, maybe my faith increases in Frank Haith.
0: All right. I like it. So let's transition from there to basketball. Um, We have – we'll actually be able to talk about our first uh, kind of game. We have an exhibition game on Friday, November 2nd. So we'll be able to talk about that next time uh, for the next episode, which will be fun. That's against Northeastern State. And then – My
1: least favorite state. The Northeastern one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) like Maine. What are they doing over there? <laughs> but yeah, we've got them. Then we've got Alcorn State on November 6th. South Carolina State on the 10th. Uh, so basketball season is pretty much officially here, which is really exciting. Um, we talked a lot about basketball in the last episode, a whole preview on the team and all that stuff. Uh, so go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. Um, but to kind of add on to that, we thought we would go over kind of the who we thought would lead the team in kind of the key areas of stats. So we'll go through all those. You want to go through each of us, go through all these at one time? Let's just go step by step. Okay, so we're going to start with points. Obviously, the, probably the biggest, most important one, points per game. Who we think is going to lead there? I think it's going to be Daquan Jeffries. I'd be surprised if it was not. Um, I could see Sterling Taplin leading us. And outside of him, I don't know, maybe Zeke Moore uh, becomes a three-point killer and just loads it up from the three-point line. Uh, but those are the two, I think, are the clear front runners for points per game. Maybe dry a horn. That'd be about
2: it. Yeah, him uh, and
0: Zeke, we we just, like, we
2: don't have any idea yet. Yeah.
1: If I was a betting man, I'd put money on Jeffries.
2: I would, too. I could see him. Our, our friend of the pod, Tulsa Hop, saw him at, like, 12 points a game. Predicting? Yeah, and he thought he'd lead the team with that. I'd say a little bit more around, like, 14 to
0: 15 would yeah.
2: be ideal. But, yeah, I, I definitely think Jeffries will lead the team.
0: Yep, me too. So, rebounds. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? For the, I mean, I think... The obvious one is, is Igbanu. I don't know if anybody's uh, gonna challenge no, Jeffries. him. Jeffries. Oh, you do, yeah. I mean that could be. He averaged a lot of re- I think what did he averaged like five point nine last year and that was a limited minutes. And Tulsa has a history of um the biggest guys not leading the rebounds because for like three years in a row, James Woodard was our leading rebounder.
2: Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um so I could see Jeffries doing that again, getting around six to seven. Uh yeah, is more of a he he actually does not have the greatest rebounding numbers, so I could see I think I think Jeffries will at, I around like six and a half to seven.
0: Could see it.
1: I would say I'm gonna put my faith in Nick Bonham.
0: I think so. I think I mean he's six eight, is a six five. They're about the same weight. Yeah, that, that creates a Pretty uh, pretty similar weights. Two thirty five versus two thirty. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I could see I could see either way going there. Um, assists. Taplin. Taplin. Yeah, it's Taplin. <laughs> he, lead, he led the team last year in assists. Let's see if, you know. if he can lead six. the conference. I'm
1: going to say he's averaged 5.43 assists per game.
0: Fat 5.43. That'd
1: be good.
2: <laughs> I, hope he, I think he averaged around 4.3 last year, so if you can bump that up to the 5 range, maybe the 6 range, that'd be awesome.
0: Yep. Uh, steals. So I'm going to have a, maybe a weirder one here. I think Darian Jackson's got a chance to lead the team in steals because he showed last year that he's really, really uh, deceptively quick. Um, and maybe not really deceptively. The only reason I say that is because he didn't play that much last year, and so I didn't know what to expect, and every time he was in there, he was really fast and seemed to always come up with some big plays. So I'm going to put Darian Jackson as my steals leader. Yeah, I thought only white quarterbacks could be deceptively quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. I'm going to go, I see I see Eugene Jackson. I just don't think he'll get the playing time. Yeah. So I'm going to go with another, Jeffries would be... Mm, but nope, joiner. I'm gonna go Elijah Joyner. The guy I think would get Darren Jackson's minutes yeah, off the bench. Right. I maybe like one. Maybe one steal per game.
0: Yeah, I can see joiner.
1: I'm gonna go Jeffries.
0: Nice. Uh Steals. No, we just did that. He's gonna get right? most probably. We just did steals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blocks. So blocks. Um Gotta be Jeffries. Dude, Jeffries is just loading up the box. Well, he here. had
2: more blocks than the rest of the team combined last I year. I know.
0: So, so it's, you can't sucks. pick against him. Because I
1: wish we had more blocks. Yeah.
2: yeah. If, if, if we're actually good at blocking, then I'm going to go uh, Simon. Don't know how to pronounce your last name. Falcoon. Falcoon. Falcoon from Houston. Yeah. So I want to. He's about 6'8. 6'8. But he's our backup center. And Ibana's not a very good shot blocker.
0: Yeah. Maybe Horn? No, Still he's not really a really defensive name. guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. It's either Jeffries or Felican. Yeah, Probably. I think it's gonna be Jeffries
2: though. Jeffries is a really good shot blocker.
1: Yeah, and
0: he's gonna play more. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh field goal percentage. This is a tough one. Who's gonna be I was gonna say Z for field goal? Yeah. We'll do three point after uh, that. Okay. I
2: thought we were combining the two. No. No no no. no. Field goal, I'd say Ibano.
0: Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Just because he's so much closer in all yeah. the time. Unless
2: unless Peter Forey gets one play. We didn't say we didn't say how many Absolutely. shot attempts you need. Al- oh, no, I said, "Sorry." I was in Peter Hewitt and Alex Foray yeah. combine the two to the <laughs> ultimate monster. Um, Alex Foray, if he gets playing time and it's takes one shot and year. makes the one shot, so yeah, that's my dark horse. Alex Foray, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah, a bad be, call.
1: He was fifty percent last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it would be a little bit of a step up.
2: Who do you think, Matt? Uh, I don't. I
1: don't really know who. Let's see. If I'm just gonna guess, somebody. Um you know
2: what? i go to Dark Horse candidate. i go to Jeffries. All right. He shot over 50% last year, so I could see it. He's a stud.
1: Yeah, nobody's, everybody's sleeping on him. Nobody's like, we haven't talked about him in the last so I he's going to
0: be Dark Horse, very man. Very well. Uh, I'm going to say Curran Scott because he usually only shoots when he's wide open, and then a lot of his shots are also uh, kind of driving to the hoop, so they're usually at close range. I will bet my life that
2: Kern and Scott does not lead the team in field goal percentage. Betting his Fair life. Fair enough. I will bet my life. I'll
0: take that bet if I don't have to put anything on it. You, gotta, <laughs> you have to kill me. <laughs> <I'll> deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Kern oh Scott, don't let me down. This is my chance. It's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So three point percentage.
1: Okay. This one I'm going to say Zeke.
0: Um, I will say. Yeah, I mean Zeke is the he's the good bet there. I'm trying to think of who might. I think it's gonna take Zeke
2: Moore a year to kind of get used to playing in college again. I'm gonna go Jeffries. Jeffries shot 39 last year. He'll probably shoot more this year, but I still think he has a good stroke and he has. I think he'll get better chances. I'm gonna say he shoots in the
0: 40s. Jeffries? Yep. I'm gonna go Zeke Moore as well. uh, Just because I don't know. I just we've heard so much that he's so so good from three point line. So the most important stat category we have on here, and the final one, uh, who's going to be the most hyped guy on the bench all year? No, I just mean the guy that's like going whenever they make a
2: three, just like going like freaking crazy, like one of those inflatable guys <laughs> yeah, at, a, right. at a car dealership. This
1: guy's got to lead the team celebrations on the bench. Yeah.
2: All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, but look at the roster. <laughs> it's going to be a deep cut. Yep.
0: I will go actually. I'm gonna
1: now go. you go first. Okay, I'm going to go, so he's red-shirting, right? I'm going to go yeah. our version of the Greek freak. <laughs> <laughs> George Christop... Christop... Christop- Christopoulos? Christopoulos. Yeah. I don't know why that... I should know how to say that. Yeah. Because um, he's not... So he's red-shirting, so he's not going to play at all. There's no rule in basketball that you can, like, play a certain number of games. Not that I know of. shirt is there? No, you're red-shirted, yeah. Yeah, so you can't play at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... He's going to give it his all. Like, the
0: hype <laughs> yeah. is
1: everything this year. So, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to put gonna put money. He's the most hype. He's that's a good lead. call. I think in the hype category.
0: I can see that. Um, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to say this, Lindsay DeLine Jr. God, <laughs> he, just, he just looks like a guy that's going to be going hard on the bench. So I'm going to uh, just take a gamble there and say it's DeLine.
2: It's gonna be Lindsay DeLine Junior. That's that's a, a no brainer right now. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got he's got all conference potential. At the most hyped dude on the bench.
1: <laughs> what's his what's his trademark? He celebration. He's gonna
2: bring the Bernie back. He's gonna bring he's gonna he's gonna do the windmill three. He's gonna get on. He's gonna get. I, I gotta stay so I can say the mic. One knee windmill three
1: celebration <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: my favorite is just when they eat the cereal. I just I love that one. Yeah. That's uh, the. Diverse. Soup or
0: rice. Eating the whatever. Eating the bowl.
1: Something.
2: Feeding them it's something. Food. out of a bowl. Yeah. I, I think it's it, an egg drop soup, usually. <laughs> if you just <laughs> heard a crash, that was scout. <laughs> <laughs> she completely disagrees with our yeah. <laughs> take right. of Lindsay Deline Jr. She all week she's been talking about Peter Hewitt's the guy.
0: She never lets us or we never let her in here, she gets really upset. She yep. just bangs on the door. She's like the so.
2: skip Bayless of T U fans.
0: She's also a dog, not a person, so <laughs> any human rights people who are listening, then yeah. It's not a, it's not a human being we're keeping out of her. It's a puppy.
1: <laughs> All right. So let's hot go ahead. Take to take puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i hot take
0: puppy. Scout. Uh, so let's finish it off. Uh, we've got UConn coming up Saturday at 6 o'clock, just like last week. Not sure what channel that's on. CBS Sports Network, I'm
1: pretty
0: sure. Is it? Okay. So.
2: Prime time.
0: 6 o'clock on Saturday. That was pretty cool. Uh, Raise
2: your hand if you have CBS Sports Network.
0: Me and Matt both raise our hands. Pat does not. Pat.
2: I, I do. I pay. F- I, I yeah. Matt. We I live with Matt. He no, has I my cable. we all do. So yeah, you didn't. You lost. I, you don't have. Oh my god. Most people don't have CBS Sports Network. That's like the rando
0: channel. Know, they, they they throw them with cable packages. based on the sample
1: size. That's three for three. So I think hundred percent of people have CBS
0: Sports. <laughs> right. Go find everybody who doesn't. Then we can then we can re-debate this. Uh, but yeah, Saturday six o'clock. Possibly CBS Sports Network. Possibly not. I'm not sure. Um, but UConn is terrible. I think they, if they're not statistically the worst team in the country, they are one of the bottom ones. And the, uh, interesting fact I saw right before we recorded this was that both us and UConn have lost 12 straight games to FBS opponents, which is awful. That could have been the depressing stat of the week. I'm sorry. I did that again. Uh, but yeah, really bad One of us is going to walk away with a win out of that, which is nice. It's got to be us. (laughs) Might not even
1: be walking. It
0: might be like limping. Yeah. A nice jog. Like, if we lose to UConn, I mean, I don't think Montgomery's going to get fired just because we don't have money and everything, but if we lose to them, it's going to be like people are going to be calling for it. If we lose
1: my contribution to our recap next week, we'll be like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I will say yeah. that,
0: I'm not doing this. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip the recap next week to, altogether. If we well, lose how many game. yards? Was it like 650? fifty? Twenty
1: six on both passing and so like... Yeah. <laughs>
0: 650. If
2: we if lose to a team that lets up 652 yards per game... Yeah, I know.
0: God. Yep. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, they've got uh, David Pendel. They beat us
1: last year, though, so
0: did they? Yeah, oh my god. Like oh, that's right. I remember. Was that the last game of the year?
1: No, that was like okay. right after or that was, I thought that was the game that they decided, you know, we're benching president because of that. Oh, really? Okay, so it was earlier who to 21.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, they've got kind of a I think he's a freshman quarterback, uh, David Pendell, and he's been kind of their only bright spot on offense or on their team at all. Um, but he just can't do it himself. Like I've, I've read some articles about him, about UConn saying that this guy is actually pretty good and he's a mobile quarterback, which has been our crutch. Yeah, no. yeah I know. Uh, but he's not like the kind of mobile quarterback, like Derek King, uh, or Justin McMillan or anybody else that we played like that. So we should win this game. Um, if we don't, I am going to be, I don't know. Just It's just going to be awful. So yeah, as agree. long as we can stop him
1: since my has been here, this is, I mean, this is our homecoming game. We have played well every homecoming game since Montgomery's been here. Yep. The Blankenship games that I saw when I was freshman and sophomore were pretty bad. But, I mean, I think we, we lost to Memphis, but that was like a shootout. We beat Tulane. We beat Houston.
0: Let's beat UConn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the most winnable game of the year. so It's the most <laughs> winnable game
2: of the year. You say that now, but
0: I mean it is statistically the most winnable game.
2: What would be No, I'm not saying anything's not more winnable, but I'm saying do we actually win Oh, oh yep. yeah. So what do I you think have... the line's gonna be? We've
1: got to be like
0: seven. We'll be points, favored. Seven, yeah, seven or ten point favorites. especially at home on homecoming. I'd be. I bet ten points. I I would put my ten on. points. Yeah. Should we bet against Tulsa again? Tulsa's like super bad. They're really bad. I know, but <laughs> ten <laughs> points for a hey, team that Tulane
1: ended up being one point favorites. Yeah.
0: Oh, did they? Yep. Right before game time, they still covered. And like
1: stuff. The, the depressing one. I feel like I've actually predicted us to win most games.
2: Which is I think I predicted the most. No, oh, not yeah. like, like
1: a majority of the games we've played. I've predicted us predicted that we'll win, which is just wrong.
2: Yeah, it's because we always closely lose, and yep. then you have hope. Right.
1: Yeah. Arkansas should have taken that all away. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I say we win thirty-six to ten.
0: I don't think that's a bad call. They have the worst defense. I want to see the stats on total defense. I think they're the worst. I think they're the worst in the country. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you combine them, because they're second worst in both. Yeah. And so Houston's the worst passing defense, though.
0: There you go. Lost Houston. What's your prediction? <laughs>
1: um, I think Tulsa's going to win. I think we're gonna we're gonna go home happy, and we're going to win thirty-five to seven.
2: He's like, Prices right, me. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just went slightly under. I, said th- I thought you
0: said 33. I said 36. I said 36. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, I did. I'm going to go that Tulsa wins 28-10. to 10. Cool. Yep. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, Boomer looked a little more comfortable last game, and it, hopefully he can take that into homecoming with some momentum and play against the UConn's terrible defense and just let it loose a little bit. So I am excited again about the next game. And mostly just because it's homecoming, the last two games. Was Do you think Boomer
2: homecoming. completes fifty
0: percent of his passes? Yep. Yep. He should
1: I mean, he would have completed fifty percent if drops. He
0: didn't catch the ball. I know. Hmm. Yeah, he really like. I think this will be a good game for him. I'm excited about it. Man, you've got some shout-outs, right?
1: Yeah. Um. So just around Tulsa sports right now is an exciting week. Uh, Cross country had their final in, I believe it was New Orleans this year. Um, just their conference championship. And for the ninth straight year, the men's cross country team won the conference title. Yeah, how nuts is that? That's like nine. It's like <laughs> the most consistent thing in the world for the past nine years has been that we will win. Yep. We've won every year since joining the conference in 14. And I guess for four years before that, too. In <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really exciting. That is crazy. Uh, and then the women's side finished in second place. Uh, just outside. I think there were two points outside of first. Dang man. On that, so really close to sweeping it because we swept uh, uh, like a couple times, maybe three times, I think. So far. Cross country. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think the women's team has finished in the top two in the conference final for four of five years that we've been in uh, the American. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. So that's really exciting. Uh, just looking at that, we have actually won the most conference championships since joining. Black yeah, I saw American. that. Yeah. Um, Super cool. I, like. A majority of that is cross country. Uh, then I think you can throw in at, like a women's tennis. I remember we won. We've won a couple of softball. Probably a track. I yep. I don't, track they, for sure. I don't know if they do indoor and outdoor track is separate. I don't titles. know either. So I think that's majority. So this year we're gonna get basketball. Uh, but <laughs> yes. soccer also has a couple because we like dominated in the tournament. Right. So get that as well. Uh, then my other shout out is that women's volleyball is still going hard in the paint. At home, we are now ten and one nice. at Reynolds Center, uh, and eight and three in American Athletic Conference play. So I think the only team, is one of the Florida teams, I think is currently leading the conference. Okay, but you know, really good season on that.
0: Do you know where we stand in this in American uh, standing?
1: Uh, yeah, so we're currently uh, third overall in the conference behind UCF and Cincinnati. UCF is actually undefeated in conference play, twenty and three overall. <laughs>
0: Wow, they've won 17 games in a row. Dude, UCF, what a, gosh, they're freaking good at everything these I days. Mean, not so better
2: than us, because we're the best at everything, apparently. What do you mean? Because you are the most conference, ter- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking yeah.
1: this year, most championships. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, they are the biggest school in not only the conference, but in the country. The country, so I know. they a large pool yeah. of, like, people to pick from. <laughs> they also went 0-12 uh, three years ago. Second, Cincinnati is number two in the conference, 9-2, uh, and 18-6 overall, and
0: then we're 8-3. and 16-7 so. and seven overall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two win streak, ten and one at home. Second best or third best home record in the conference.
0: So very be cool. Si- should be exciting. Killing it volleyball. That's awesome. All right. Anything else, you guys? No. no. It's just
1: sad this week about football.
0: Basketball's coming though. Yeah. We get to talk about basketball. We can recap a basketball game next time. So that's exciting. All right. If any of you have feedback for the show or anything you want us to talk about, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Golden GoldenHurryCast. You can also send us an email at thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com. Also, remember to subscribe um, on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Stay golden. Okay.